Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. Today, I want to talk about things in our control and accountability. So we talked a couple weeks ago about boundaries, setting boundaries, maintaining boundaries, and people pushing on our boundaries, us pushing on other people's boundaries, and that kind of stirred some things in my mind about accountability, and I wasn't quite sure what angle I wanted to come at that topic at just yet. And over the past few weeks, and definitely in the past 24 hours, and I'm going to dig into that a little bit, some things have popped into my mind that I think are really good examples of how we can really apply better control with accountability. And I'm going to talk about that today. So to start, I want to come at this thinking about this in career development terms. Whether you're job searching, whether you're leading a team, whether you're on a team, whether you are part of a group, however it applies to you, um, I think that we need to be constantly thinking about how we hold ourselves accountable and how our behaviors are demonstrated to others and the way that we take action after we behave. So let me give you an example. I'm last night I watched the Super Bowl and I was rooting for the losing team. They're not my team, neither team was my team actually. I was kind of in the middle of who could win and who shouldn't win. I liked the idea that it was the the best of all time and the best for this time or or whatever it was, right? I was disappointed by the performance by the losing team. I thought that they got in their heads too much and I thought that they instead of focusing on the the strict rules of the game and playing their best and and playing smarter, they kind of acted out and got a lot of penalties because they were getting frustrated and disappointed and aggravated and all kinds of things. Now, I know there was a bunch of factors. They had some players that were out. It wasn't necessarily their their optimal team. There's a lot of things that went on, right? There's a lot of reasons why they didn't win. But it was interesting to me that immediately after the game, there was this onslaught online about how it was the ref's fault. It was the coach's fault. It was everybody else's fault except for the player's fault. And I found that to be really interesting because... The players were the ones on the field. The players were the ones making the decisions, making the errors, making the mistakes that led to the loss, right? Sure, they were being coached. Sure, the refs come into play to a certain extent. But if you're watching the game, you can't deny that they definitely were getting frustrated, and rightfully so. It sucks to lose. I played sports all through high school. It sucks to lose. But you can either focus your efforts on the game 
and your behavior, or you can get in your head about how you're being wronged and how it's everybody else's fault and it's not our fault for, for how we're behaving and how we're playing. So I give this example, again, because it's pretty current if you're listening to this couple days after the Super Bowl. And I thought it was a really good example of how so often we look to a whole list of other reasons for why things aren't working instead of perhaps focusing on where we have control on ourselves. At the end of the day, the only thing we have control of is ourselves, how we behave, how we act, how we react, our behavior. That's it. We don't have control over what the refs do. We don't have control over what the other team does. We don't have control over what the coach does. We only have control over what we do. And in our career, this comes up a lot. We don't have control over our, our employees. We don't have control over our boss, our colleagues. We can only control the behavior that we conduct while we're at the workplace. So let's think about this from one of the examples that I gave from the boundaries episode. If you are a supervisor and you are setting boundaries with your team that you want them there from nine to three for their core hours, they can flex it plus or minus eight hours beyond that time, but you'd like them in the office from nine to three. And let's say you're showing up at 930. What kind of example are you setting? Well, you're the boss. You get to do what you want. Sure. But let's look at the example that you're setting if you're setting the boundary that they need to be there core hours 9 to 3. Now let's talk about your employees starting to push the boundaries and come in at 9.10, leave at 2.50, whatever it may be. And you do or do not say anything to them. You increasingly get more and more frustrated with the fact that they're not doing what you want them to do. What role have you played in that behavior? What accountability do you have to the breakdown of them not doing what you asked them to do? Could it be the fact that you didn't talk to them about the fact that they were supposed to be there at 9 to 3 and pushed back on that boundary that they were pushing on? Could it be that you are setting a bad example because you are not adhering to the, the boundaries and the the rules that you laid out. What role do you have to play? Or do you instantly go to, well, they should just be doing this? Sure, they should be just be doing that, but they're not. And what behavior of yours can you modify? Because that is what is in your control to improve the employees following and staying within those boundaries. Now look, I get it. As a boss, I feel like a lot of times we go that place in our head, well, I'm the boss, I worked really hard to get here, therefore I have earned certain privileges. Absolutely. Absolutely. But think about all of those people that you're leading and how they are watching your behavior, how they are modeling themselves to be like you. Looking to you to set the, the tone for how the culture is supposed to be in your group or your team or your office, whatever it may be. And what tone are you setting? What example are you setting? Sadly, that's one of the challenges 
of being the leader because you are being watched. You are being held responsible for your behaviors. People are watching you because they want to be like you. They want to make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to do based on your behaviors. And if you are constantly going to that place in your head, well, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing that, they shouldn't be doing this, perhaps it would be helpful to take a step back for a moment and consider what part you have to play in the challenges that you've got. What things could you be doing differently to improve the situation? Let's take job searching. There's lots of people out there job searching now. I talk to people every week who are struggling with trying to find a job. There's a lot that goes into trying to find a job. Some people just get lucky and fall into a position and, and that's it. Their job search is over. Lickety split, right? Most people do not. It is a grueling emotional roller coaster. A lot of administrative work, a lot of research, a lot of drafting resume, a lot of prepping for interviews, a lot of company research, all of those things that go into it. It's a daunting process that requires a lot of effort. And when you prep for an interview or you craft your resume or you do some research or do any of these things that come into looking for a job and something doesn't pan out, perhaps you go for an interview and you come home and they call you and say, thank you, but you're not a good fit for this job. What is the first thing we think about? Do we think about how can I learn from this, take the things that I know I could have done better and improve upon them for next time? Or do I think, oh, well, they were terrible. They didn't ask good questions. The company sucks anyway. Sure, we can go there for a minute in our head out of frustration, disappointment, sadness, all of those emotions that come with the job search process. You're certainly entitled to feel all of those things. But when you're done feeling all of those things, what is going to drive your next action? Are you going to look internally to the things that you can control, you can improve, you can adjust, or are you going to shut down and blame the, the external factors that you have no control over? Accountability is such a powerful tool. And the more we hold ourselves accountable, and I'm talking about constructive accountable. I'm not talking about beating ourselves up constantly because we're screwing things up, we're screwing things up, we're screwing things up. I'm talking about being constructive and really examining our actions on a regular basis to see how we can optimize and improve and adjust and just be better at whatever it is we're trying to do. There are certainly lots of external factors that come into play. Did all of the play all of the plays warrant the penalties that came last night? I don't know. I'm not a football ref, right? But perhaps some of them were not fair. Perhaps some of the the errors that were forced came because of one of the coaches giving them a bad a bad play instruction. There could have been external forces. There could have been a lot of things going on to add to it. My point is that it wasn't the only thing taking accountability for what we have to do with what's going on really can be life-changing to whatever it is that we're doing. We have to start with what we can control. We have to start with what we can actually make changes to. Looking at how we react and how we 
adapt to certain situations can really make or break our career. If you are that boss who is not sticking to the boundaries that you set with your team and letting them push you around or letting them push back on your boundaries, you are accountable for the problems that you are encountering there. Because you have set boundaries, you need to stick to them. You need to enforce them. And you can pick a variety of different ways to do it. You can be the, the, the mean, nasty boss who yells at people. You can be the nice one that asks them over and over. Whatever it is, whatever your style, if you are just letting them run amok and not pushing back at all, and then you're coming home at night complaining about the fact that they're not doing anything that you said, why are they not doing that? Why are they not doing that? Perhaps it's time to take a minute and look at your behavior. Look at how you are reacting. Maybe you've made a giant mistake and it's a great opportunity to go into a meeting and say to your employees, look, I screwed this up. I have been doing this when I should have been doing that. We need to reset, adjust, and moving forward, this is how we're going to carry things out. Can you imagine going to work and having your boss come in and say something like that? Or a colleague or a coworker? Would you look at them as being weak because they admitted that they made a mistake and they had to adjust and recalibrate? Or would you admire them for having the guts to stand up in front of the group and say, hey, I messed up. It's probably not the last time it's going to happen. Because chances are, if they messed up, you already knew they messed up. A lot of times at work, we know when our boss screws up. We know when our coworkers screw up. We know when we screw up. Owning up to it, being honest about it, and talking about it is part of being accountable for our actions. Perhaps you don't know what the next step is. And holding yourself accountable, coming clean and saying, hey, I did this, I'm not quite sure how to do it. You could get some guidance on, on not making that mistake again. It's all about being accountable. It's all about being honest with not only ourselves, but with others around us. And it's not necessarily a popular thing to do these days. Across the board, I'm not going to talk about any other current events. We talked sports because that's kind of what I like to talk about. We're not going to talk about other things. But accountability in general is a rare commodity these days. And I really strongly believe that if we bring more accountability to our day-to-day, -day, it starts small. It starts with you know what, team? I know I said everybody needs to be here core hours, 9 to 3. I've been coming in at 9.30. That's not fair. I'll be in at 9 from here on out. That's it. You don't have to explain to them why. You don't have to dig into the reasons why. And I think that a lot of times people don't want to be accountable because they feel like they have to give all of these excuses or give all of these reasons or vice versa. Maybe that's the only way you feel comfortable being accountable is to give this long litany of, I didn't do this because I was thinking about that and I'm, I'm sorry and I, I had to get the kids and I got to come up with all these excuses for why I've been coming in at 9.30. You don't have to do all that. I made a mistake. It was wrong. I can do better. 
this is how I'm going to do that. Case closed. That's it. You don't have to go into a long explanation. Keep it simple. Keep it honest. The more we hold ourselves accountable, the more we focus on the things that we can control and continually work to improve upon them and master them and hone those skills, the more successful we will be. Constant improvement. We're always learning. You're not going to ever not make mistakes. There's no such thing as perfect. There really isn't. That word should be stricken from the dictionary. It just, there's no such thing. Especially when it comes to figuring out how to work with people, how to do our jobs, how to be a great leader. There's no such thing. We all make mistakes. We're human. Being accountable for them and being honest about them, being transparent, goes a long way. It goes a long way for us in our personal growth, and it goes a long way for the people around us and how they see us and how they respect us and how they look up to us. All right. I hope that you will take a look at some things this week, see where you can be accountable and use those lessons learned to make things better. What do they say about falling off the horse? Hop right back on and do it a little bit better, right? So any of the things that we can learn, we use those as tools to turn those around and make ourselves that much stronger, that much smarter, that much more efficient. I hope you have a great week. All right. So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.